Kazme, she's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. for joining the key chat podcast the conversation amongst queens i'm so happy to talk to today's guest her name is miss lauren leon and lauren has an amazing business where she helps people build their credit become homeowners get some financial education going something super important for everyone right now so we're going to talk about some stigmas behind building your credit and just having some financial freedom, which a lot of us are struggling with right now. So I'm really happy to speak with her. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Shout out from New York. <laughs> so I know you're from the Dominican Republic. And I read a lot about you and I, that you started out in the country as um, an immigrant. And you had low credit and you figured out how to build everything yourself. So yeah. start off by telling everybody your history prior to starting your business, because I know bad credit is something that people are ashamed of sometimes, but it's really more common than we think. So let's start off with how did you end up educating yourself? What was your initial struggles with credit and finance struggles? So let me let me just say, I was a broke. I, I have to say, I have to put that out there. Mm-hmm. When I first came to this country, I had no papers, right? So I'm, as an immigrant, you do everything cash. So I used to work from seven in the morning to 12 in the night to get paid $300 a, um, a week. I, was, I wasn't making a living. I was literally. So Obama in 2008, when he came into office, he passed what we call the Dreamers Act. That's where anybody who's been here and can prove that they've been here since they were before 16, they can get a work authorization. So now I started working for a company called uh, Time Warner Cable. And at the time, I had no idea what credit was, but I was making some serious money with Time Warner Cable. Now, here's the problem. Job security, I thought I was gonna be at that job forever. I thought that that was gonna be my retirement. I thought that this, I'm gonna make a career out of this. I'm always gonna make that money. It was gonna, it was gonna be there. So I started making good money. Um, I remember I applied for Capital One. Somebody told me like, listen, I was applying for an apartment and they was like, oh, you need credit. So I'm like, what the hell is that? And they're like, oh, it's when, you know, you have history with the banks. So I asked somebody, how do I do, how do I get it? And they were like, okay, well, you can go to Capital One and apply for one of their cards and they're the easiest to work with. And I did. So when I applied for Capital One, I started with a $300 card. The card had credit wise. So it showed me that my TransUnion was a 720. Now, mind you, this I'm new to this. So I'm, I go on Google and I'm like, okay, what can I get with a 720 credit score? So I'm thinking that I'm taking over the world because my credit is at 720. Mm-hmm. Now I have the income. So I'm making $6,000 commission checks. I'm buying bags. I'm buying shoes. You got to understand, I'm an immigrant. I just got a work visa or whatever they was calling it at that time. I have no idea 
I'm, I was poor. Now I'm living the American dream, right? I have a job. You, I was so excited when I got that job because it meant that I didn't have to work those crazy hours. And everybody I work with complain and be like, I hate this job. And you have to see my smiley face like, I have a job, I have a job. So um, ended up losing the job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Time Warner Cable merged with Charter Communications. So they were like, oh, it's either you go to North Carolina because they were removing that department. You know, when a company merges with another company, they tend to cut back and, and fire people. So mm-hmm. either you go to North Carolina or you're fired. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to North Carolina. I'm a city girl. City girl, we up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, no, I get fired. Here's where the real problem comes because my mentality I didn't have a savings since I thought I had job security. I'm here looking at those Gucci bags and the the, the red bottoms that I bought. Like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do with this now? Because I got to pay bills. My right. capital one went to shit. I had a 387 credit score. I had to pick between having an apartment or paying the bills. Of course, I paid my apartment. My credit was a 387. So I'm on Google one one day and I type in how I'm here like yo there's gotta be some there's I couldn't move because I was trying to move right yeah I'm like yo there's gotta be some shit I gotta work this out there's no way I ain't no way I'm gonna be here broke there's no way unemployment doesn't give you anything it gives you like four hundred dollars a week mm-hmm. but I, like I'm here like I don't want to live off the system you know what I'm saying because I was gonna get too comfortable I know see I know myself. I know how bad I can get. So I said, either I'm going to live on the system, I'm going to be on welfare, I'm going to be on food stamps, I'm going to be Section 8, or I'm going to do something with myself. And I, you know, I was thinking about my family back home. Like, yo, I came to this country illegally for me to live off the system. Nah, 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 nah. I got to do something. I go on YouTube, not YouTube, Google, and type in how to fix credit. And I remember I saw this video, and I never forget it, and I always give him his props. Brandon Weaver. Brandon, if you're watching this, I have to thank you for my empire. Because if it wasn't for you and your $9 letter that helped me fix my credit, I would have never started helping other people. So I go online and he's explaining, listen, this is what you got to do. You got to send out a 609. I didn't understand what I was doing at first. Mm -hmm. Normally, nobody ever does. You don't start knowing that you have the power as a consumer. You're trained to think that these financial institutions have a right over you. Mm-hmm. So once I, I said, okay, hold on. I sent out this letter. They removed this. I started getting secured cards. I was able to, you know, now everything's coming back to back, back to back, back to back. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this on letter? Let me look it up. Let me read it. Let me understand what the hell is going on here. So then I had a friend who had bad credit and she's like, oh, can you do what you did for yours? And I was like, okay one friend, then the other friend, then I had a referral, then I had a referral, then my friends are like, you should start charging for this. And I'm like, listen, I truly don't know what the hell I'm doing. But as you go through every situation, you start understanding, you start reading the fine print, you start understanding that in order for um, these agencies to report your information, they have to have written permission from you. They have to have a social security authorization form, which they don't understand Mm -hmm. so i was like yo 
they've been abusing their power ever since they started. Who do they make money from? The credit card company, right? How did they get this information if you didn't give it to them? How can they sit there and tell you that something is verified? Literally, before I got on the phone with you, before my consultation, I was on the phone with TransUnion and I was saying to them, I said, let me tell you something. You got to be able to prove everything you're saying in litigation because I'm taking you out of court. You're saying that um, such and such verify my information. Okay, well, give me the name and the number of whoever it is that you spoke to, right? Because if anybody has a file on you, you have a right to that information. Mm -hmm. So if they come back and they be like, oh, this Capital One account has been verified, you got to understand that the way that they verify is to a machine. So the machine goes, calls up Capital One. Capital One says that they do have an account with you. That's how they verify it. By law, they have to do and investigate. What does that mean? That means they have to interview people that know you. They have to, um, friends, family. Do you think this, this million dollar companies that make money off the credit card are doing that? Mm. They're not wasting their time. Right. So, all of that started taking effect in my brain. And little by little, my credit started raising. I started helping people. And now it's like, okay, I could do this full time. I still, I, I started working another job, but it wasn't fulfilling. It just wasn't fulfilling. Like it wasn't giving me the freedom. I'm thinking to myself, yo, I don't want to be broke. And I don't ever want it to come to that stage. Do you know how you feel when somebody fires you that they take away your bread and butter that you've you know what it is to give your beautiful youth to a company for the company to turn around and say, well, Miss Leon, that's it. You're done one day without you getting your pension, without you getting something in return. You gave your youth for 20 years and they turn around and they fire you. You know what that feeling of what's that feeling? Imp impotent. You feel impotent when you get fired because now like I got to start over. What am I going to do? So I, said, I promised myself, I'm never going to feel like that. I started my company. We were going through the names. And I, and at the time, I, my boyfriend at the time, I was like, uh, he was like, the credit transformer. And I was like, nah. <laughs> so we kept throwing out the names. And then he's like, you know what? The credit assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you be assisting people. And I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. I had probably like 10 clients when I started. Today, I probably got a thousand or more. I have a whole empire going on, a whole bunch of students that I put so many people into houses. I I help people with business credit. I've helped people get business funding. I've helped people get cars. I've, I've done so many things. And I look and I, and I say, wow, where would I be had me getting fired not happened? What would I be doing right now if I would have still been at that job? And you know, something I read, a quote of yours was saying, it's not about having money, it's about the freedom that comes with it. If I lose everything today, I promise you next week I'll have it back. I, I don't have a good job where I hate people, where I have to listen to people complaining 24-7. Others break the cycle. And that is amazing because, like you mentioned, like you said, a lot of, you dropped a lot of knowledge and a lot of people are going through the same things. And I could pick apart a lot of what you said. A lot of people have jobs where they really are unhappy, like you mentioned. They feel stuck or they're attached to their jobs. Just like you mentioned, you mentioned something really important, that you're giving all your youth, 
all your joy to a job that will discard you. A lot of people can't comprehend that. They will discard you in a, in a this minute. This brown, beautiful skin color here. Giving it's it to Right. And then on top of that, too, a lot of us, we are so, we're wrapped into our job. So some of us really are living check to check. So if that job were potentially to let you go, some people don't have another plan, any savings, get credit. No, no. That's into a lot. So with your business and what you've gone through, you know, like I said, like you're doing something great and just helping people. Like that's like the American dream that you, that you've experienced, you know, I got my citizenship in 2021 after many uh, years, because you know, it's a process when you're doing right. work authorization and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think I cried like mm -hmm. a baby, like I cried like a baby and I'm going to put it like this entrepreneurship is not for everyone i don't expect people to watch this episode and say hey that, that's for me a lot of people are comfortable with a nine to five and that's fine all i'm saying is take that nine to five money and put it into something on the side so that just in case the 95 goes to or goes down the drain you have something to fall back on you have something for your children you have something for you everything i have now i'm leaving it to my kids and I'm fine with that because a lot of people here are lazy too. I've known people that have been here their whole life and haven't done nothing but live off the system. And that's fine too because this is, I'm not here to judge anyone. But mm -hmm. for me, for me, my personality and me, how I think about my people back home and I think about how my mom struggles because I'm poor. Like I come from a poor household. I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't born with a rich last name. I'm not one of the Kardashians. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. came to America and America is very judgmental. I'm a woman. That's one, right? Number two, I'm a black woman. It doesn't matter if I'm Dominican. It doesn't matter if I, it doesn't matter. I'm still, I know you understand me. Yeah. And on top of that, I'm breaking barriers. Mm -hmm. So just want to leave my legacy and I want people to know that if I could do it, y'all could do it too. And it doesn't take that much. It really doesn't take that much for you to start your own stuff and get the ball rolling. All it takes is for you to fix your stuff and leverage it. With what you're doing, how do you build confidence with your clients? Because I think, like I said, there's a lot of stigmas behind, you know, struggling financially, having bad credit. It really weighs you down for people who people who haven't struggled. Hey, maybe they don't understand. But for people that, like I said, I know where you're coming from, that have struggled. They haven't come from money. They've had to work for what they earn. How do you also help build confidence in your clients? Because I'm assuming when they come to you, you know, they're, they're you know, they may not be coming to you in like the best spirits. It's, it's really, it's physically. Oh, I'm Listen, I'm the real deal. Like, you yeah. I'll talk to people and it's like I'm talking to a friend, a sister, if I'm your mother, that, but that's what I got. If I got a baby, you, but I, a lot of my clients have a problem with money management. And this is what I tell them. I would love for you to keep spending money on me, but I'm trying to fix your credit so that you do something with yourself. Right. But you maxing out these cards and doing all this extra shit, buying shit for people that probably don't like, I'm real. Like I give a real pep talk. And I know it's hard. Sometimes it's hard, but you can't, I don't like to, I don't like to sugarcoat certain things because mm -hmm. money management is more important than having money. If you can't manage $500, you're not going to manage 500,000 and mm -hmm. you can get that amount with business credit. 
you fixing your credit. I'm telling you because I've done it. You know what I'm saying? So I speak to them like if I was a friend speaking, hey, listen, it's either you fix your credit or next year we're going to have the same conversation. And by next year, I probably already bought three or four or five homes. Do you want to be with the winning team or do you want to stay where you are comfortable? Mm-hmm. What, are we doing? what are we doing? And if not, not all money is good money. So I tell them, if you're not ready to invest yourself, don't worry about it. Wow. That's a lot. So what do you think are some of the biggest stigmas behind repairing your credit? Because I think sometimes people don't realize that the lowest of the lowest credit score can be repaired. Sometimes people really don't know. So what do you think are some of the biggest stigmas and misconceptions about repairing your credit? So people assume that they have to do bankruptcy. In order to fix your credit, you have to do bankruptcy. Uh, Some people assume that uh, everything falls off after seven years. Some people, uh, some people are scared. Me, I'll be in the back. Like I wish a motherfucker would take me to court because I know my rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the misconceptions I get. See, the way we're trained, because we don't have this information in high school. The way that our mind is trained, it's trained to uh, get up, work, pay bills, die. That's it, right? It's not trained to live live life on your own terms. How do we live life on our own terms? Well, we rob the bank. Not with a ski mask or anything like that, no. We rob the bank legally. How do we rob the bank legally? Okay, well, I just got an LLC. My credit is decent, right? So now I know that American Express has a program for business. So now I'm going to apply. I'm going to give American Express my projected income. So there's a difference between lying and there's a difference between a projected income. My question to you, Ms. Armstrong, isn't it possible that tomorrow you could win the lottery? Right, right. Okay. So if you're applying for a credit card with the possibility that you may get a bonus in the future, wouldn't it be right to put the projected income instead of what you're making right now? Because you don't know if tomorrow you you become a billionaire, correct? True, true. Okay, so now American Express turns around and says, Lauren, here's $50,000 in credit. Now Lauren has 50 grand that she can play with. Now Lauren is like, okay, let me try this Airbnb thing, right? Let me find an apartment. Let me look at the location. Do, tra- do travelers come here? Do tourists come here? Is it near a hospital? Is it near a park? Is it near a school? What's the area like? Is the bud- Does the budget work? Now Lauren has found herself an apartment for 2200 in Tribeca, right? Tribeca, you know, is where the tourists are at. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, now how do I price this? 2200 divided by 30, right? Because you pay rent every 30 days. You figure it, don't don't clock me because my mind is all over the place, but it's about, I think it's like 173 a night. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is make more than 173 a night for the apartment to pay yourself and for you to take, to get money, right? So you got 50K. You got to pay one month's rent, one month's security, and you got to buy furniture. So let's say you spend about $15,000 and then you get a booking the following week after you furnish the place 
for let's say for three months they're gonna give you 45 just to stay in your spot that that's you just took the american express's money to build something now you're gonna pay the money the tenants are gonna pay the money back and you're gonna put money in your pocket now imagine if you started getting four or five units how much would you make there's people that are making like a million dollars or more a year or even in a month just from doing airbnb and airbnb is passive all you need is a cleaning person and the right photos and that's pretty much it you don't you don't need to go to the permit unless you have to mm-hmm. but those are, those are some of the things and i'm telling you because i've done it mm-hmm. yeah i read that you have like a bunch of airbnbs and you've also helped like i think it's like over 150 people purchase homes like I said, you're not only helping people obviously build their credit so they can have financial freedom, but I feel like you're also helping build their confidence because like, telling you bad finances is unhealthy. It causes people a lot of physical, mental stress. People commit suicide over their finances. So it's just amazing what you're doing with and this. It's an ever, ever repeating cycle because yeah. I have clients from three years ago come back and say, Lauren, I fucked up. I took out something. Can you help me? Of course. Yeah. Most people are not aware that you have a right to privacy. These agencies are not backed by the government. Mm -hmm. So in our minds, we keep thinking that Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax is a government agency. No. This is a financial institution. Government agencies is the FBI. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that's a government agency. Most people don't know that your Social Security card is a credit card, right? Because if you look up the law, it's defined, a credit card is defined as anything that allows you to get credit. What's the first thing they ask you when you go to a dealership? Social. What's the first thing they ask you when you're trying to rent something? Social. <laughs> when you when you apply for a job. So, <laughs> pretty much everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you we start getting into like the political and everything, the United States is a corporation. Can you be a citizen of a corporation? Mm. No, you can only be a member. Mm. There's so much that goes into it. When I started looking up these laws, I said, "Oh my God, I've been living blind this whole time." When people take you to court because people get afraid when these cards take you to court and they're betting on you not to answer because they're going to garnish your wages. But if people took the time to answer, you would know that you could beat them in court. Mm. Wow. So much shit. It's, it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's a lot of, I mean, you're right. If you don't know, you, I mean, you can't do better if you don't know better. So you mentioned something really important too, just about it's, it's a recurring thing, you know, of course, we talk about generational curses, financial curses really are passed down from generation to generation. You know, some people, it's living in poverty is something that they unfortunately tend to pass down sometimes to different generations. So what is the best, I guess, conversation to have? Because for people that didn't grow up from well-off families, right? you grow up with parents who may not have been financially savvy. They didn't talk to you about credit scores or getting a a wealthy career, things like that. 
how can we change that conversation as parents who may not have, you know, like I said, they they didn't have the same tools, but they want to break those curses. So what are the best conversations to have with our young people so that they don't have to go through the same struggle? Well, there's not a single person that doesn't use Instagram. I'm sure we've all go on Instagram and we start seeing people who make six figures and they didn't even go to school. Elon Musk doesn't didn't go to school. Mark Zuckerberg didn't go to school. But you also got to think about people's priorities. So if I was to sit there and have a conversation with my son, I would tell my son my story and I would tell him first I would add him as an authorized user to my credit card. I would have a Roth IRA lined up, letting him know it. Look, your mom is. We struggle. This is not you gonna be rich with no. This is how we earn our money. This is how we break it down. But the number one thing is credit, how to build it, how to use it. But once again, some people have the mentality that they need doubt because Instagram, see it now is everything on the internet, right? So people are like, oh, I gotta get a thousand dollar bag because such and such has a thousand dollar bag. I gotta get a nice Rolex because such and such is wearing a Rolex. So we got to change these conversations. People priority are messed up. People are more concerned with wasting uh, $6,000 in a, in a purse than actually saying, you know what, let me arm myself so I can buy that purse three times or more. I don't know if you've ever gotten to see the chance uh, uh there's a meme, a meme, sorry, going around with Jay-Z, right? And it has two photos, Jay-Z when he was young and Jay-Z as he's older. In the first photo is Jay-Z when he had 100K. He was wearing a whole bunch of jewelry, right? And in the second photo is Jay-Z as a billionaire. Jay-Z is not wearing not a single piece of jewelry. And that's where we have to have that conversation. Like, yo, how do we become rich? How do I try to teach as many as I can. If I did it, with no papers, with nobody's help. Cause you gotta understand, I didn't have somebody to guide me. I just happened to go on YouTube and find the information that I needed at the time. But now we got places like him 500, you got earn your leisure. You got a whole bunch of Gary V and you got, I don't even want to mention Grant Cardone. Cause I'm not really feeling all those comments that he was mentioning. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't, you don't rip the black culture and then try to, like, that's a right. no. Right, right. But, but everybody's out there teaching this information. It's pretty hard. It all you need is a phone and an Instagram to make money. Wow. Well, that's something else. And again, I commend you for what you're doing because again, a lot of people just don't know. They didn't have those conversations growing up. They weren't raised, like you said, with a silver spoon in their mouth, you know, and, and when the family doesn't have the knowledge, sometimes it is hard to grow up and break those curses. And a lot of times people are struggling financially. And as you said, there's a lot of tools and resources resources out there, but there is a lot of shame involved too. So speaking of that, we talked about your journey and it's great how you really started from the bottom and look at what you're doing now. And you're not only just doing this for yourself, but you have helped so many different people. So I do talk about self-love a lot on this show. And as I mentioned, financial shame is something that a lot of people don't discuss. It really causes depression. As I said, people have committed suicide over bills. 
it's a horrible thing to deal with. So with your what you've gone through and then the clients that you had, I do like to tie in self-love with everything. I do feel like self-love is something that also lets you know, hey, you love yourself. You don't even have to struggle like this because everything ties into a mindset. So how has self-love helped you get to where you're at? Because again, it all ties in the mindset and you're not in that poverty mindset just from everything that you said. You're pouring that over to your clients as well. So what role has self-love played in your life so that you were able to get financial freedom and also help other people as well? So not for nothing, credit ties into everything. Relationships, friendships. Um, I put myself in the shoes of my clients. Most of the clients that I see are women. Number two, they've gone to a, through a bad breakup. Number three, they've co-signed for somebody. Now, I'm not perfect. So I put myself in those shoes because I've done those things. You know what I'm saying? But I try to give them the dose of reality. Like your social security is very private. No matter how much you love somebody, it's always best to have your own thing going for yourself because you don't know, right? If you're if you if you live with your parents and your parents happen to die today, right? Now you're out on the cold. You don't have money. Funerals are expensive. You don't have money to pay the funeral. You got to figure it out. Now you got to move with no money. You don't know. You're scrambling. So I always try to put myself in my client's shoes to better understand them. But most of the things they they're going through, I've already gone through that. And it's like, I'm, I don't claim to know everything because I don't. Every day I learn something new. See, I learned something new from you today. We were talking about um, the stream yard. Yeah. I learned something new. Mm -hmm. I'm evolving. And I had to really take a look at myself and say, I fucked up. How mm -hmm. did I fuck up? I was keeping up with the Joneses. That's why I got into debt in the first place. I was trying to impress people who didn't even like me. Just to say, yeah, I bought those shoes or yeah, I bought that bag. I pray a lot too. I meditate because this is stressful. Dealing with people are stressful. But I've learned to not, don't give myself completely. And days I need to recharge, I shut everything off. I turn off my phone, literally, because I need, I need more of me. When I started my company, I didn't have self-love. Because I was still, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, good. Now I get to sit on my throne and look down and say, wow, I really made this happen. Like, if everything happens for a reason. So I'm, I'm very, listen, I'm very blessed with God and everything he's done for me. When I came here, I was struggling because it's hard to get a job with no papers. But credit has opened up a door that I'm never going to say how much I'm thankful for. I don't have the words to express myself. Wow. That's beautiful. That really is. And before we end everything, I want to add in one other question. Because you mentioned something important just about co-signing for people. Oh, no, no, girl. Don't I do it. That. So before we end everything, I want to add this one extra question. Can you name like maybe five, ten, a few things that people should just avoid, possibly. You know, you could think some things, I'm sure you could think of something, because you mentioned one of them about co-signing. Could you just name a 
get things that we should just try to avoid to save ourselves to not even, you know, that could, that would help us avoid messing up our credit and getting into financial ruin. Because I know the co-signing was one important thing you mentioned. Are there some other things you can just name for us? Credit karma, stay away from credit karma. Credit karma is not, get yourself something like smart credit. I have it up on my page if you need the link. Um, get yourself either identity queue, one of those two. Even if you pay for it, you need to know where you stand. Another thing, when when I ask people, well, how do you check your credit? And they'll say to me, oh, I get, I let the um, the credit card company just send me something. That's a no. That's a no. That's a no. Uh, start building credit with secured cards, right? A lot of people tell you that secured cards are bad, but if you have no credit or nothing like that, secured cards are bomb. Stop thinking that bankruptcy is an end all be all that you're going to get out of debt because you did bankruptcy. It's going to take you a year for the bankruptcy. And then in that year, you probably have wasted $10,000 to get the bankruptcy lawyer because all they want is your money anyway. Yeah. When you could just fix your credit, stop thinking that things are going to come off in seven years. If you dispute something today, you can get it off in four days. By law, it's 30, but there's ways to do it. You don't have to live in shame. Um, just like, like organize money management is more important than having money. That's how you're going to beat the game. Don't let anybody tell, you no. there's always a solution to everything. You just got to figure it out. If you got to go on YouTube and watch 300 videos, go ahead. It's, you're ever growing and love yourself. I think when you love yourself more, you'll be able to do the things that you want to do. Don't co-sign, don't give your social because you trust people because no, no, fuck those people. Think about yourself. Love it, love it. Thank you so much for that information. Before we end everything, please tell everybody how they can find your information and hey, they may want you to help them with credit assistance. Everybody, your contact information. Of course. You can, you can find me on Instagram at the credit assist a s-s-i-s-t my email info at thecreditassist.com uh, facebook thecreditassist.com girl i got twitter the credit assist <laughs> my phone number 347-754-4667 um reach out shoot me a text my assistant will take care of you we'll schedule a consultation we'll go from there awesome thank you so much for this information I'm telling you, especially the way this world is right now, we need as much knowledge as possible with our finances. And I do love how you tied everything with self-love. Again, Miss Lauren Leon, she dropped a lot of gems. And another thing about self-love, it does tie into our finances because we don't have to be struggling. We don't have to be stressed out. There are ways for us to make money. There's ways for us to make smarter financial decisions because we deserve the best. And we deserve to be fruitful and to have wealth. And we don't have to continue to sacrifice ourselves. So I, I love everything that you said. And again, if you guys want to get more information from her, you'll also be able to find her information on www.goqueen.com. So make sure you take care of yourself and love yourself, but also don't co-sign for anybody. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I pride, listen, I pride myself. I'm a woman in the mm -hmm. industry making it happen for yes. like, like you don't see people like me. That's what I love about it. That I'm I 
before I said, I want to see somebody that looks like me going through it. Right. And I ended up becoming the solution to the problem. And thank you so much for your transparency. And again, it takes people to get down to everyone's level and to not be ashamed. And you're very transparent. And I think that's why people can connect with you because you're telling them, hey, I've been there. And I think that's why sometimes there's a disconnect sometimes where you're seeking help. Don't. They're not honest about where they've been through and they're looking down and like, you don't play that. So I love it. So thank you again. And make sure you guys go love yourself. You can watch this episode and more www.goclean.com. That must have did this beat.